This is the Mason Vera Pain Show, your go-to lifestyle program, covering everything from technology and gaming to movies, TV shows, and pop culture to the supernatural and beyond. Brought to you from Chicago, USA. With your host, the unabridged millennial, Mason Vera Payne. Mason Vera Payne, live from the NVP studios in Chicago, and thank you for tuning in. DJ and producer Omar Basad is sometimes compared to Diplo, but he has a blend of uniqueness that is new to the world of EDM. Omar joins me to speak about his latest music and career. Thanks for joining me, Omar. Thanks for joining me, Omar. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into DJing? Back in the days, I used to have this beatbox, and I started to play around with it when I was 14 because I wanted to play the guitar, and then I was like, no, I just wanted to beat. And I started to develop myself doing beats and programming till I started to learn to play some instruments, and I started to DJ when I was 17. Wow, so you know how to play uh, musical instruments as well. Yeah, I play the keyboard, so I've learned doing beats before and programming. That's the geek side of me. And the next stage was like learning how to play the keyboard and the notes and uh, all the aspects of uh, musical theory. Now, when it comes to your style of DJing, what do you think that is? I have a heavy bass style when it comes, because usually I play in festivals, but it always has a touch of, I don't want to say a Middle Eastern, but it's a more Eastern sound, you know, from Africa to Middle East. Wow, what do you mean by that? So do you incorporate like some traditional music into it? Yes, I do that a lot. Even in, not in every music I produce, but even in live stage, I have this touch that you understand I'm from somewhere different. And I try to keep that with the modern sound and very consistent with what's going on in the scene. Uh, do you travel around the world? And Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm the first Saudi to play in Tomorrowland. Uh, that's a big achievement for me, even Creamfield. Uh, I do a lot of festivals. We were going to play Ultra this year for the first time and break another record, but, you know, COVID-19 happened. Do you think, like, your unique style helps you, like, relate to the audience better? Because some areas, like Chicago, we're just all house. You got trance in Germany. I mean, do you think that your, your unique style helps you get to the audience a little better? As a producer, I'm very diverse. You could hear a lot of different type of music from me, from Afrobeat to R&B to house to uh, a very hardcore dubstep. The thing is, that's uh, the production side. When I usually actually play in festivals, I really play a very big sound. But I do after hours in certain uh, venues, and it's a very different sound, too. It's a very housey sound. I'm very inspired by, inspired by the UK because I studied there. And they really inspired me for the house music. Wow, how long did you study in the UK for? I was studying marketing. And from there, I actually started you know, to do music and went to audio engineering. Oh, that's pretty cool. Going from marketing to audio yeah. engineering. <laughs> yeah, to music business. <laughs> that too. <laughs> it's like the life of most people. You go in for one thing and come out something completely different. That's the story of everybody. <laughs> So how long do you usually spend in the studio? It depends on the project or the song. You know, I have the songs, I make them in an hour and a half. There's songs it takes for me four years. Like I have a song that took me four years, not because I'm producing, because I'm changing a lot. And randomly you just find the right vocalist that leads you to a different direction and then it becomes a big song. Wow, that's that's really crazy. It reminds me a bit of, a, there's a book called Choose Your Own Adventure. You just kind of put your finger in and... If you don't like it, you go backwards, and it takes you forever to finish the book. So in this case, you're trying to do your song, and you're like, wait, 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 you know, I want to change this. Do you ever go back a little bit and say, let me go back to the original? Yeah, I always do that. The 
funny thing is, I think I'm ahead of time in some styles of music because I do songs and I release them after three years and they become a very big song. The songs that I do in a couple of days are usually that get a less attraction. The songs that I do in 40 to one hour are the, the ones that get attraction. So the funny thing is, I always take an old melody from somewhere and just put it in a different project and it just matches up. Now, your latest release, Without You, did it take you a pretty long time to finish? No, I actually had the idea uh, six weeks ago and I finished the song in a couple of hours and then I talked to uh, one of the vocals, my friends in LA, and then she just recorded it for me and then it finished in three days almost. Wow, that's a really good song too and you finished it in three days. That's impressive. Yeah, I think it wasn't in the plan. I had different plans for the summer, even like, yeah, before COVID. So we had a lot of shows coming up and that canceled. Even the release plan all got mixed up. And I wanted to release more slow songs, at least while everyone is quarantined. And that didn't happen. This song happened and everyone's like, you know, you should just drop it.
Now, you started your own record label. Could you tell me a little about it? Yeah, for me, I have a record label called Coexist. It's based here in the Middle East, and I always have this theory. You know, music unites people. House music unites people. All types of music unites people in the dance floor, on a festival, where, you know, you don't have any separation. That's why I called the record label Coexist, so everyone could actually coexist in this label. All types of genre, all types of people, all types of human beings around the world. Oh, that's a great foundation. I like that. That has a good vibe to it. Do you have any artists signed right now? Right now, there's an artist. Uh, he's with me. We had a song called Ride the Wave. His name is Dion. And we're working on a couple of uh, projects with him. Now, you talked that you did Tomorrowland. And you've done a bunch of other firsts, too. You did the first Arabic um, dubstep, too. I mean, you're a man of firsts. What's that like? I don't know. I think so. It's just randomly happening <laughs> because I just love music. So I did the first Creamfield, and then that was amazing. I did that for three years. I did the first Arabic dubstep. That was interesting, too. And Tomorrowland, it's the same thing. I played that at two Tomorrowlands in Belgium the week after Tomorrow World in Abu Dhabi. And it was it's, it's just, I don't know, it just happens for me. So what are some of your upcoming plans that you have for the future? Well, right now we're going to drop a lot of music just to keep people entertained. And hopefully by next year, I want to drop my first album. Well, Omar, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate you being here. And for those listening, where can they find more information about you? You can go to Omar Basad at Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Spotify and Apple Music. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne. That's all one word. And don't forget to share the show with your friends.